Moving into the barriers, Moods, Mytho, Rog and the Rain Man. Set and underway for Moody on the mic. Back here on Moody on the mic for another week and uh, look, a little bit of disappointment for the connections on this show. I'm Roger Aldridge. Joining me as they always do, Peter Moody, Anthony Mithen, both co-owners of Mr. Quickie and also the resident Rayman Tom Hackett, who was death riding Mr. Quickie when Mitho made a mad dash to Queensland and Rayman <laughs> realised he wasn't going to accept the trophy. Moods, welcome. Great to be back again, Rog. Queensland's uh, feature day, I suppose. It was great racing. Tafane, deserved winner. She was a wait for age winner, got the job done. I think Mr. Quickie did Mitho and I proud. I think we can hold our heads high. He ran fourth. Um, probably as the day played, he was probably in what was deemed the slower lane. But uh, at the end of the day, there were three faster horses in the race, but he did himself proud. And Mitho, you got out of Victoria, a regional Victorian. You made the mad dash up. We got a photo of you at the airport in the Mr. Quickie silks, full kit wanker. <laughs> uh, and you got up there and you got to see Mr. Quickie, of course, run forth. But then your girl, Brooklyn Hustle, got the job done in the Dane River. It was a big day. It was a big 24 hours, actually. I got the, uh, got the text message from the, the lovely on uh, 5 o'clock Friday afternoon saying um, uh, there's reports that regional Victoria is open to Queensland. So we scrambled around, Googled away, uh, made a few phone calls. And sure enough, um, it, was, it, was, um, it was all systems go. We we're on a flight at 8 o'clock Saturday morning and um, the day just uh, built nicely. Star Rosa ran well against Ayrton. Ayrton, too much class, well done. Superstar in the making. Uh, I'm on his bandwagon now. Um, and, uh, but she ran well. She ran fifth and then into Mr. Quickie running fourth in the, in the big one, beating less than length, as Moose said, probably in the, you know, in the slow lane uh, rather than getting in the middle of the track. And then Brooklyn hustled. Did we finish with a bang? That was exhilarating down the outside. Rayman, who was the a young trainer who got fined, the young Queensland trainer got fined for an expletive-laden um, crack at the uh, at, at Ryan Maloney recently? Will, Will Holbert, I reckon. Will, Will Holbert. Holbert? Yeah, yeah is it true that you released a similar expletive-laden tirade at Mytho when you found out that he was on his way to Queensland and wasn't going to allow you... To um to accept the trophy, Mr. Quiggy run the Stradbroke. Yeah, you know, I was I was a bit disappointed. I had told everyone I've ever met that listen, you might see me up on the on Saturday <laughs> claiming the trophy, and then I see bloody Mythos head pop up on the big screen at Eagle Farm. Uh, they they spotted him out on the crowd fix mark because as soon as Brooklyn hustled across the line, they were straight to Myth on the b- big screen, carrying on as if he'd uh, it was the first time he'd ever run a race. He looked like a, a first time owner. <laughs> Carrying on, so uh, no, well played, Brooklyn Hustle. Uh, she's she's we we potter for her racing style on this show, and we do like to see horses ridden on the speed here generally. But when she does get it right, it is very very exciting. And I certainly uh, got caught up in the moment when she flashed home uh, with basically skimming the rail on her way past uh, past us to victory. Well, I have uh, read a report of lately that uh, perhaps Jamie Carr might find herself back on board. Um... Uh, Brooklyn Hustle in the Tats Tiara. Well, I've just got to go through her booking agent, Peter Moody, and see if um, <laughs> if we can uh, we can we can release her for the ride. But um, uh, look, it was funny after the race in the euphoria and the excitement of what Brooklyn Hustle was able to do. Um, I, I said to Craig Williams, uh, "I can't wait for two weeks. We'll make a mess of him in the Tats Tiara, mate. This is going to be great." And he he looked at me with a with a with a sheepish look and said. 
I just rode to Farday to win the Stradbroke an hour ago. Uh, I've, I've got a choice to make uh, if we can, and things look like they're opening up as we stand on Wednesday night here in Victoria. Um, the 25k exclusion zone for Melbourne residents um, is lifted tomorrow night, so that that should really, but in common sense, open things up for us. So hopefully she rides. Just bearing in mind with Jamie Carr, is she is chasing that elusive 100 winners and to be the first rider in history to do it in uh, Victoria. So I suppose that probably maybe depends on how Jamie. I'm not sure if he, she got a winner today. She, she got a uh, she got a winner at least one winner today, Mertz. Mate, she'll yeah, have it. She'll she, have it racked up. She'll have the triple figures by uh, then. Don't you worry yeah. about that. No, well, that'll that'll probably be the key in yeah. her decision, I'd imagine. She'll ride no, six. No, she'll she'll ride six at Flemington on Saturday. Don't, don't worry. I hope so. No, She's she riding will. two of mine. Snickerdoodle dandy. <laughs> that, that was a factor for her manager, and we'll we'll make a decision by the weekend, so then she can compile her book of rides if she has to stay in Melbourne. So, um, hopefully, we get uh, Ooh, Jamie Carr, the two blonde bombshells, can go out at an Eagle Farm. I, I saw that, obviously, as, a, as I mentioned, I saw that reported in the press. Another thing I've seen reported in the press it's a horse called Incentivise, uh, which is um, just an absolute star out of country this. Queensland. And uh, it's won its last two starts by a combined margin of 16.3 lengths. Trained uh, by Steve Tregeyer, isn't it? Trained by Steve Tregeyer, but apparently, yeah. apparently, apparently it's on the shift down south to be trained by Peter Gordon Moody. Ah. Can you confirm this, uh, this report, Peter? Uh, yes, I can. Um, some uh, Victorian clients have bought uh, a half share and incentivise uh, with a view to the horse coming south for the spring carnival. And uh, it was a deal I was involved in during the week uh, with uh, said clients and Steve Tregay, who bred and trained and owns the horse to this point. And the boys have bought 50% of him uh, and uh, with a view to bringing him south uh, to um, have a crack at maybe some big handicaps uh, whether he's going to be seasoned enough for this spring or it's going to be autumn and spring of next year. He's a very lightly raced four-year-old, but he looks a very promising horse. So, uh, you know, it's very exciting to have a horse like that uh, possibly on the way to the yard. Well, the only question I had for Peter is what's he buy? Oh, no, no, no. What's he buy? I don't, I didn't look into his pedigree. I only looked at his form. Anyone? I think it's Seamus. Oh, no, it's not, is it? Seamus Award. Another one. Well, let's see if we can lift him up and be Seamus Awards. Fourth group one winner? Yeah. And I can see uh, the owners, actually, the new owners are listed here on Racing Australia's website. So it's uh, Aussie Kerr, who, of course, a prominent owner, and um, Brace Sikowski. So, yep. so, yes, Bloodstock, of course. Yes, yes, yes. So, some pretty prominent owners there, Moots, who you're going to be training for now. Have you trained for those boys before? No, I haven't. Um, I haven't had one for Bray or Aussie. So, you know, exciting to have new clients in the camp. And I've known Steve Tregay for a lot of years. Uh, he's sort of, he, he's a very successful owner, breeder, trainer on the Darling Downs uh, up there in Queensland. And Breeds and races his own stock. He's probably uh, recent years best known for the feats of a horse like Nicanova, who went round in the Stradbroke the other day. And uh, he is uh, a very successful breeder and, and trades a few. He sold a very good uh, galloper called Commanding Conqueror, I think it was, Rainman to Hong Kong uh, last season. And uh, he's on sold this horse. And uh, Steve's a businessman up there in Toowoomba and, and training and breeding. I think I wouldn't suggest it's a hobby because he's very good at what he does. But I think... Uh, it might be a sideline from what he, uh, from his main businesses, and 
I think he was happy to see this horse come south with the view to thinking that uh, he probably doesn't want to go down that path himself. And he stayed in a part of the fun with these boys. And let's hope we can have a bit of luck together. And of course, if it becomes a star, you need a media savvy trainer like uh, like Peter Moody to just handle the press. Just <laughs> to tell you what, Ray, man, this is a, this is low profile boutique stable that Moods apparently operates. It's really starting to get some um, some profile horses and a, and a bit of publicity around the traps. Yeah, well, there was also a lot of talk before uh, Moods went back into training. He wasn't going to take horses from uh, from other uh, other trainers. He wasn't nah. going to train for any new owners. It was all about. Nah. The- it's all about loyalty and racing, and now he's uh, he's spent five minutes talking up Steve today, so no one feels bad the fact that he's stolen another horse. So good on you, Moose. Well, Steve, best in the business, too good you. Steve Trigay is is still in the ownership, Rain Man. I'm actually going to be training the horse for him. So, uh, and as quite a few of the horses that have come to my stable still are owned by uh, the tr- previous trainers. So uh, it's nice to have the respect of my peers. Just nice to throw a bit of charity their way as well, mate. It's well done. Yeah, just, yeah. just his publicity, mate. I mean, the day after every podcast, I see three stories pop up on racing.com. It's incredible the amount of stuff. <laughs> oh, I, would, I, I wouldn't shameless. know how that happened. <laughs> Fair dinkum. Fair dinkum. I think we're going to blackmail you all, Richard. I am here to show you all how to lad broke it. Kachingos! We've Ladbroke the Ladbrokes app and made it faster than ever before. Never miss a minute of the action with the new and improved Ladbrokes app. Download it today. But let's not stop there. Let's Ladbroke the world! Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. All right, well, after that big uh, barnstorming opening to the show, let's actually talk some racing. Not a great deal of fire high profile racing this weekend it must be said uh gents we're just going with some listed races at ipswich um also at rose hill we might touch on melbourne stuff given moves has got a few runners but um ray man we'll kick things off with the ipswich cup because there is a horse we uh know quite fondly not as fondly as we know mr quickie but uh in good health uh is in here she chance yeah i think in good health is a good chance here rog so you win is the favorite 420 it's a horse that uh despite its name doesn't like winning really <laughs> In's been well backed early. It's into 440. Uh, in good health there at six dollars. Humboldt current 850. The Lord Mayor eleven dollars. So uh, I think if if you just look on pure class, there's no doubt that in good health, in my mind, is the class horse in this field. And I do think that uh, Ipswich is a track that should suit her. Uh, she makes her own luck right on the speed, as we know. She's drawn quite nicely there in Barrier Seven. So. I would imagine the uh, the instructions will be, as Moose can tell us, that the Ryan Mullaney will set earlier, definitely in the first half of the field. And I just think that on her day, in good health, can go to a level that the other horses in this field cannot. Uh, we saw her in the spring run some absolute corkers. She was outstanding in the Heatherly. Heatherly, she was really good in the naturalism. Uh, she was really good in Adelaide. So I just think that she's the best horse in this race on her day. Last start, she was a little bit flat, but that was in a, a much tougher race than this. I was against some of the, the better mares in the country. So I'm happy to be here with In Good Health to bounce back. And I think the $6 currently available is a good price. And I wouldn't be surprised if she's really well backed here. So you win uh, is a dual acceptor. It's accepted also in the McKell Cup uh, at Rose Hill. But uh, look, he's... He's, his form's been franked somewhat by that. He finished second ahead of Homesman in the Lord, Lord Mayor's Cup. And, of course, Homesman did come out and run second to Zaki, and it wasn't beaten seven lengths at the weekend. So if uh, he can overcome the fact he's a bit of a non-winner, then uh, I think uh, he looks the one to beat for me. But uh, certainly... 
paying my respects for In Good Health because I do love In Good Health. Uh, Moods, why can you win this race? Well, Jimmy Byrne still hasn't rung me and he rode In Good Health two weeks ago, rubbed the ears off her for the first 50 metres and then told the owners that she pulled hard and had a mouth wide open and didn't settle. Ryan Maloney will come out. Oh, on, uh, we're much... getting a little uh, jockey pot there from Big Beatty. Yeah, You're good little, mate little too. Yeah, from a mate. Yeah, he still hasn't rung me post the race. Um, He's on lure me in so, this week. Yeah, so uh, which I wasn't displeased about. Ryan Maloney, he will be instructed to come away neutral. She'll roll to a prominent position. And, and as Rainman pointed out, a form around this mile and a quarter trip uh, is pretty good. Um, you know, you go back through those uh, Herbert Power and um, the, the run in the, what was the 10 furlong race, Rainman? Um, you said the naturalism and the Hedley nat- naturalism, that sort of race. So that gives her a good chance here. So I, I obviously haven't seen her for the last couple of weeks, uh, not being allowed to Queensland. Desley Foist has been doing a great job looking after and She's very pleased with us. So I think she'll give herself a good chance if she does rate herself through that first half of the race. Uh, I just hope she doesn't take away from that experience of over racing uh, last start in what appears to be quite an open race. Mitho, do you think that uh, key jockey change of Maloney on for Burn is going to be the key to in good health win? Well, I do like Rails Ryan, and I like the jockey change given uh, Petey's right off Jimmy Byrne. He's wanting to punch him in the face by the sounds of that. Um, but oh. um, oh, I, well, perhaps Jimmy was just getting him back for costing him a Melbourne and Goffin. Exactly right. You caught this one, Petey. Um, he told us that story last year, didn't he? Um, Humboldt current for me. Um, I'm not sure that uh, anyone's going to talk me out of it. Craig Williams in form. Chris Waller um, just gave it a nice little trial just to burn around um, to keep things ticking over with a month between runs. Um, I quite like this horse and, and think in the staff thoroughbred colours, drawn well at four, uh, draws pretty important at Ipswich. You don't want to be planted out wide with the tight turning circuit. So um, Humboldt current for me. And uh, punters, if you are listening to this again, you know, Mitho seems like a real smart bloke knows what he's talking about. He's doing this podcast from uh, his back deck because he's currently locked himself out of his own house. So uh, that's the sort of, uh, that's the sort of brain we're dealing with here on Moody on the Mic. Uh, let's move on to the eyeliner stakes. Uh, Rayman, you're obviously uh, very familiar with eyeliner uh, in your, um, you know, your Saturday nights and Sunday evenings when you get out on the town, but uh, how's the market oh. shaping up for this one? It's 2021, Rod, Rog, grow up. We don't talk about <laughs> Podcast. Uh, Amish boy is the favourite here. It was a dual acceptor. It's been scratched. Definitely running in the eye liner. The same is true with Axe, who's on the second line of betting at four forty. Groundswell's there as well at seven dollars. Boom, Sarah nine dollars. So, there's a pretty tricky race here. Uh, Axe is absolutely flying for Michael Costa. It wasn't beaten far in the BRC sprint. It basically went over the line at the same time as Stefano, and that form obviously has been franked in a big way in the Stradbroke. Last start, I still, I'm still not over it. Groundswell looked home for all money and absolutely fell in a hole late. So it's drawn a bit sticky there from barrier 15. And Jim Burns in the saddle. And according to Moody, he can't ride. So that's a bit of trouble oh. as well. Amish boy is the class horse. He missed out on a run in a Stradbroke. Not sure how you can finish in the placings in a new market handicap and then miss out on a run in the Stradbroke. But that's where we're at here. Only has the one race race win, but has been there about to the high level. So you can make a case for a few here. I'm probably going to stick with Axe, but I think it's a pretty competitive race. Looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm going to be with Amish Boy. You know, finishing that blanket, finishing the Fred Best with... Uh with Apache Chase and also Ayrton. So that looks some reasonable form heading in. Of course, the uh, the not winning factor is very strong here as well. Groundswell hasn't been done any favours by the Barry gods as, as well as perhaps the jockey, but Barry 15, uh, not ideal. But uh, look, I'm going to go with Amish Boy in this one. 
Amish boy, good thing. The form lines are just, you know, far and ahead of everything in the race. Apache Chase, Ayrton, Wild Ruler, Isotope, Zatori, Indian Pacific, Newmarket. You know, that's just, you know, he, he, he's got a lap on him. Uh, he's got C. Williams. He's got a good draw. Um, I don't, I think he could not try and still win. I'm uh, I'm about groundswell here. Uh, I'm 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 figuring that it'll go forward um, like it did last start there. Rainman led um, as you as you point out, fell in a hole, but that was uh, fifteen hundred at Eagle Farm. Uh, back to thirteen fifty here at Ipswich. If it can find the top and uh, do it, you know, with with a little bit in hand, it, 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 it's obviously going to have to work from fifteen. But um, I, I like the horse. I, I reckon this will this will suit. Patton will suit. And um, I like Groundswell at the each way odds. I can't see it missing a place. All right. We've worked our way through the first two, uh, sorry, the second, third legs of the quadriative switch. Let's go to the final race on the program. It is the Gay Waterhouse. Uh, Rain Man, tell us about the market. Lillamore is the favourite here, Roger. Been pretty well backed here early, 480 into $4.40. Boomtown Lass is right there, always popular in betting. It's $5.00. Running around for Nigel and Smart and Sexy there, both $10. But I think Lillamore is a pretty good bet here. I think it's actually the best bet on the card uh, in Ipswich this weekend. Trained by John O'Shea. He's placed this horse really, really nicely. And its first up win uh, in Sydney was really good. The form coming out of that race has been good. I think it'll take good improvement from that run as well. I just think that she's got more upside than some of the other horses in this field. And she'll get a really nice run from Barrier 7. Be right on the speed with Ben Thompson in the Sutter, which is always uh, an advantage at uh, Ipswich. So she's my best bet of the day at Ipswich. Bang on there with you, Rain Man. I only been through about half the card, but I also think she's the best bet of the day. And we know that John O'Shea, she's been working her way through the grades quite nicely. We know that John O'Shea can target races a long way out. We saw it, of course, uh, you know, with All Hallows Eve when he when he targeted that Gosford thing six months out from uh, when she won there. And, uh, you know, I, I actually think he may have been targeting the Gay Waterhouse with Lillimore, you know, way back when she won the Benchmark 72 Mayor's Race last December. I know that he had this on the agenda, but uh, look, yeah, she certainly does in all seriousness she does look like a, a cut above the rest here and i think even at the fort holes 40 get on now if, if it's still available when you listen to this podcast just uh not chips in but certainly have a decent crack we have a little pot at me there rog no i was just riding the wave that mood set up many many moons ago yeah right okay um i'm with you i'm uh i'm keen on a little more here as well so uh before moody has his go um i've got nothing to add other than my tip a little more you're just a lovely uh, silhouette at the moment, actually, Mitho. Like so actually, if Mood stands a light out, we might not be able to tell the difference between you. <laughs> um, well, listen, I want to spoil the party here. I'm with Boomtown Lass. I think she's the highest rated horse. Uh, I, I just think that stakes form um, that she's been running in is a bit stronger than the 78s uh, that Lillimore has been taking on. Respect that there's good upside with Lillimore. Respect though, Shay's probably targeted this black type race for her. But I just thought Boomtown Lass, uh, from the good draw, James Allman to ride, will uh, give a very good account of herself and be too good. And at the weights and the conditions of this race, Lillymore should be getting six or eight kilos off her and she's getting two kilos. Not enough, I don't think. Boomtown Lass for me, race nine, number two. All right, let's head down to Rose Hill now and we'll go to the Macau Cup. And uh, this is where Rainman just threw a late audible in here. Let's throw this in the mix. So it means he's got one. Um, 
Rayman, what do you like here? No need to run through the whole market. Just tell us what you like because you clearly like something and that's why you want to talk about the race. Yeah, pretty keen on Stockman here, Rog. It's, it has uh, been well-backed early. It's now been backed into favouritism at $5, but it ran really well in the Winter Cup last start behind Knight's Order, who came out and absolutely blitzed them on Saturday in that uh, star-studded edition of the Brisbane Cup. So I think that, that form sets up pretty nicely for this race. Has been a while between race wins, but I think it should now be at peak fitness. Drawn nicely in barrier one. I definitely think it's the horse to beat. So uh, that's race seven at Rose Hill, number eight, Stockman. I did have a brief look at this race when you told me you wanted to uh, to talk about it. And I landed on Parry Sound here in the hope that its near misses have just been the fact that it's running to a few better ones and, and not that it's a non-winner. Um, but, yeah, I think Parry Sound, I think around the 5 or $6 mark. Yeah, $6, Roger. It comes out of that same form line as well. So it's been racing really well. Another horse that hasn't won for a while, but it's definitely the main danger for mine. Just got lining up the non-winners this weekend and hoping a few turn the table. So, uh We'll see how we go. Uh, Moods and uh, Mitha, have you got? Have you had a chance to have a look at the Mikel Cup, or should we just uh, come back with our best bets? What are your thoughts? Yes, yeah, yeah. Look, I'm best. I'm tipping what Peter's tipping. To be perfectly honest, introducing our new chief entertainment officer, Mike Iceberg. Here's how you lad rocket players. Never miss a minute of the action with Ladbrokes Bet Ticker. View a real-time stream of incoming bets, like the stock market, only interesting, all from the palm of your hand. Watch where the money moves and get the inside word on all the big bets across all your favourite events. Or head straight to an individual race or sporting event to get the inside word on who punters are backing. Ladbroke it. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Here we go with the best bets on Moody on the Mic. We'll kick off, same as we do every week, Resident Rayman. This is actually a little bit controversial because I'm sure that Moods is quite keen on this horse as well. But I'm tipping as my best bet, Snicker, Doodle, Dandy. Uh, and not just because Moods trains. I, I, we've followed this horse all the way through. This has always been quite bullish. But I just really like the way that it put away its rivals last start there at Flemington. Drops back in trip here for, for this race. But I, I do think that she's just still got a lot of upside, uh, this horse, um, I'm a big fan. Jamie Carr sticks in the saddle, which is obviously obviously uh, a big advantage. So, and you're currently getting six dollars, which is well and truly over the odds for a horse of this quality. So, I'm following moods in. My best bet of the day is Snicker Doodle Dandy. Well, it'll be interesting to find out where the moods thinks is his best bet. Uh, I'm also going to be at Flemington as well. The Brian Beatty Handicap, which is race eight on the program, number thirteen Dice Roll. It's a one-time place getter in the French Guineas. I think we've spoken about him before on the program. Career just went completely off the rails when he sold to Hong Kong. He was running last in just about every start. Had eighteen months off. Come to Australia. He's two from two. Both at the fourteen hundred meter trip. Worked, worked his rating up beautifully. Nick Ryan's going to target the spring with him. He rates him very, very highly. Uh, he gets fifty-four kilos. Last start he beat Yulong January and meets him two kilos better at the weights. The only issue is Nick Ryan had a hernia operation today. So if uh, dice roll goes in and wins, he might be in a bit of pain celebrating it. Mitho. Uh, yeah, I'm. Can I take a a uh, multi? Can I take incentivize the new Peter Moody trained uh, conveyance <laughs> at a dollar twenty eight? At a dollar twenty eight into Paladas uh, Ipswich race five number eight. I like this horse a lot. Drawn brilliantly into um, thirteen fifty after um, a good effort at Group Company last start uh, back in class. Um, he, he knows how to train this bloke, Tony Golan, um, and uh, he'll have this cherry ripe for uh, what is uh, a fair old dropping class. Um, like it a lot. So I reckon you're going to multi that up to, I don't know, four or five, four fifty, something like that. That'll do. $4.72 there, punters. If you get on right now. Moods, 
give us your wrap of the weekend. You've finally got a few in on Saturday. Yeah, we've got a few runners for Moody Racing this weekend. We've got a nice two-year-old filly, Forbidden City, in the first at Flemington. Drawn a bit sticky in 10, banking on the magic of URJK. It can win, but it's going very nicely. Race one, horse number nine, Forbidden City. I'm getting sick of this bloke, as punters would be if you follow me. Race two, horse seven, Significance. I've given him an each-way hope. His last couple, last start, he didn't try a yard. His work has picked up. Blinkers go on. See new at sticks. And he hasn't been going over the hurdles. He's been going over the steeples to try and switch him on this big end tyre. If the penny drops one day, he just wins. But good luck, punters, if you're following him. Snickerdoodle Dandy is absolutely flying as Rain Man found her as his best in the Creswick Stakes race seven. Probably drawn the right part of the track out wide. Just a little guarded. I think a best form's really right on top of the ground. Doesn't want to be any worse than slow for her. So if the rain that's forecast to hit Melbourne does come, I probably won't run her on any worse than slow. Uh, Vinland, owned by Mythos uh, Bloodstock manager, Ryan McAvoy. He takes his place in race eight, the 1,400-metre handicap. I think he's seen better days. My best for the weekend, I'm going to wait all day. Boomtown Lass in the last, the Gay Waterhouse Classic at Ipswich. Incentivise, God-giving strength, in good health. My best each way for the weekend. Ryan Maloney, she's a fast horse. You can let her run fast in a 2000 because we love to see fast horses running fast. Ladbroken.